coming in on three, two, He's one. Welcome to another episode of Bruce Booze and Reviews. Yeah! I, I like the shot full of shit. That's about it. <laughs> was that was that recorded? <laughs> a sperm bag of sounders. Bananas kind of pissed me off. And the average for the beer that everybody loves is really high. I like getting shit on. It's not an episode if you didn't make something up. Tangerines are whores. Before we start recording. Yeah. You had a late night last night, he says. <laughs> well, I kind of went to bed early, but it was it was worth it. Anyways, welcome to another episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews, a childish podcast about adult beverages. I'm your host, Knox, and not with us today is Big Earn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bears of honey and I'm a he well, has, he's with us in spirit. Yes, yeah. he has the day off today, but our good buddy Chris is still here. Of course I'm still here, and I have a message from Ernie. He he wrote, open during recording, you'll know when. Um, I'm assuming without, now would be a good Without day. knowing the contents of the envelope, I really don't know when. I don't know if we should do it in the middle, at the end, or I should probably just read it now. Yeah, let's probably. get it over with. Yeah. So get it over with, and then we don't have to talk yeah, about yeah, that exactly. bastard anymore. All right, so he says, hello, everyone. I'm sure you're having fun at my expense. I'd do the same to you. Uh, so just want to say from the bottom of my heart, fuck you all. Love you, Big Earn. <laughs> there was no editorializing. That was strictly what he wrote. You so. know, Earn, fuck you too. Yes. That's so nice. From the bottom of my heart as well. <laughs> and we also have some guests today. We have from Prairie Rose Meadery, we got co-owner and head brewer, Susan Rude. Hello. How you doing? I am good. Excited to be here. Excellent. And we got Dong Kenna coming back to the studio. I, I did notice my name on the board as Dong, and mm-hmm. I like it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. We had to bring back the porno name. That's I, it's just because you're a dick. That's I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But everybody be everybody be okay. I played it safe today. I am wearing a condom. Well, that's good. Wow. Just so how'd everyone's you, aware. How'd you, how'd you fit that but lip noodle in there? So yeah. they, they don't get wet yeah. outside. I take that as kind of presumptive. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, I just want to make sure everyone's safe today. So we're, we're, we're good. All right. Excellent. And we also have with us, back again, Evan Christie from Bridgeview Liquor. Hey, happy to be back. Woohoo! And uh, today's episode is going to be a continuation of a series that I've kind of sort of developed about uh, what different barrels can whiskey sit in to make them taste different. And we've done all kinds of wines. We've done brandies before. And uh, I have also noticed that whiskeys can be aged in port wine barrels. So I don't know what the fuck port wine tastes like. So why don't we do an episode on port wines with, yeah. with a wine expert, Mr. Evan Christie himself? Expert, you know, that's... Maybe stretching it. There's a lot to know in wine, but uh, I'm I'm happy to contribute and help out. Yeah. And a Mr. Sean Ballinger from Bear Creek Wine was supposed to be here today, but he felt a little under the weather and he wanted to keep everybody safe and stay at home. So thank you for thinking of everybody, Sean. We appreciate it. Well, he could have just wore a condom then too. <laughs> you know, it's, pre- it's always preempted to be safe. Dang. First point of the day goes to Susan. Uh, so uh, why don't you give us a little little spiel about what port wines are and what makes them different than anything else. And Susan, you're you're a, a wino as well. You could probably fill in some <laughs> wine too. Yeah, my wine tends more to uh, mead, but uh, I've drank a few port. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, it's it's. I think it's similar in, in, in 
how you taste it, maybe, the wines and meads together. But uh, yeah, Evan, why don't you get into it a little bit? Let yeah, so uh, port's what's known as a fortified wine. Uh, that means its strength is increased by the addition of neutral grape spirits, basically unaged brandy, uh, makes it... Uh, a little bit stronger than what we'd call a table wine. So, you know, your table wines, your whites are maybe like 11 to 14%, and most reds kind of fit in that uh, uh, 14 to 16%, whereas ports you're going to look at mostly in that 18 to 20, and that extra strength comes from the addition of extra alcohol. Uh, the purpose of adding that is to stop the fermentation a little bit early, leaving some residual sugar in the so, wines. So this isn't uh, wine for kids, like normal. I don't think any wines are supposed to be <laughs> oh, for kids. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Are we in France? <laughs> oh, that's well, Boone's Farm. Yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> this is adult wine. Mad All Dog right. 2020. Yeah, <laughs> that's for the kids. All right, go go ahead. Uh, and there's a lot of different styles of port. Uh, historically, it developed because of uh, it was trying to mimic Bordeaux. Uh, believe it or not, Bordeaux was known for producing these heavy-bodied, red, powerful wines, and uh, there was a huge market for them in England. And then England was at war with France, and they were allies with Portugal. So they're like, what can you produce that's similar? And they ended up kind of creating the formula for modern port. Uh, and the, the market demanded rich wines, strong wines, and sweet wines at that time. So that's how that style historically developed. So all those are in the, this kind of wine. So it's, so it's you, Port yeah. Portugal? Is yeah. that what we're saying? Is like all port wine? All port from is from Portugal. Okay. You sometimes see things labeled California ports. If you could see on this, I'd probably be doing air quotes with that. <laughs> I hate that terminology. It's grandfathered in. Uh, Much like champagne. That, yeah, like champagne or sherry. It's grandfathered in from companies that were producing it before we signed treaties with the EU. Uh, but uh, true port only comes from vineyards around Porto. Porto is the capital of Portugal, and there are vineyard areas around there that traditionally grow the grapes that go into port. So, so should they have like a port style on their wines? Like yeah, they do, port style. Do a yep. couple of other ones. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's not a great term in the industry for port style wines other than port style. I think that's probably the best terminology. I'd love it if we'd come up with a new term like sparkling. Uh, if you want to say it's made like champagne, you can now say traditional method is the international okay. term for a wine that's made in the two fermentation style of a champagne versus just a sparkling wine that's made by uh, the less expensive uh, Charmant method or tank process. So it, th there's a style of winemaking related to port, but actual port comes from Portugal. Okay. Knowledge. Love knowledge. Dropping that Love knowledge. It. Knowledge is power. And I feel weak usually. <laughs> not, not anymore. I'm there with you. Not today, Junior. <laughs> not today. All right, well, you guys want to get into this first one? Absolutely. What do we have? That's kind of the reason I came. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, this first one is uh, DR Port, their Bronco White. Is this the import tag on it, the white? Yeah, the, the little seal. Yeah. Yeah, that, yep. that is a common thing to ports, that little white seal. Is that, do you know, like, significance of this? Is it an international thing, or is it I a... Think like, it's I remember a... seeing these in old, old bottles of my parents' liquor cabinet. Yeah. They have that little tab over the top. It varies region to region. I think I, I that think one is specifically for port. So so were those the bottles you were swiping as a kid? Uh, not swiping. I'd leave the bottles there, but I'd fill them with water. Ah. Once I was 21, right? Yeah, that's right. 
All right, so we're going to go ahead and take this over to a different website. I like these bottles. They're not a traditional like wine type type bottle. It's like a almost like the old whiskey bottles. Mm-hmm. And it is it's not corked. It has the like a spirits cork because ports with their extra strength can live longer than a normal wine. It's not something that you open it and you should really consume within a day or two. So um, storing these, if you're going to cellar them or anything like that, keep them on their side like you do a regular wine? Yeah. The, the cork, only one, corked wet? Yeah. The only one that you're actually going to cellar is going to be the vintage. Everything else is meant to drink young. Okay. But when, once open, a white port, a simple ruby, a simple tawny will keep in your fridge for several weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. So is there a pattern to uh, doing – I haven't done wine tasting before. I've done beer tastings. I've never actually done a wine tasting. Yeah. So uh, we, it's very similar. You know, well, can you walk us through the <laughs> It's still about put, getting it to your mouth. Oh, I understand. And that's – I'm looking forward to that. But I need to be proper, man. Pinky's up, dude. Okay. We always talk about the five S's. Uh, Susan, do you do the five S's too with mead? Or is, I, don't, no. I don't know if that's – okay. We, we definitely skip the spit. Right. <laughs> well, the, that last S can either be spit or swallow, so yeah. it is. Uh, it's up to you. You know, personal a dealer's choice. There's yeah. a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> so choose your own adventure. <laughs> so, what are the first four S's? Uh, sight. Okay, so we're looking for straw yellow color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Darker than uh, regular white wine. Uh, smell, swirl, and sip are the next three. So the swirl is to release uh, is to release aromas. Uh, wine has more delicate aromas than like spirits, right? If you swirl a spirit and you st- stick your nose in, you get ethanol. Yeah. With wine and sometimes with beer too, it kind of shares that. That swirling release- releases uh, volatile aromatics. It's got Great. fresh aromas of and nuances of fruit and flowers. I was just thinking fruit is like the big thing that sticks out right now. The palate is soft with a good balance between the freshness and the complexity of the cask he aging. Is going- Sorry, he is going to town on that swirl. Holy cow. Like, he's a professional swirler. <laughs> so are we looking for anything like legs on these or as far as the... Is that is that something for port or is that more of a... Legs really don't matter much in wine. It doesn't, it doesn't tell you anything specific uh, because all it measures is viscosity. And viscosity can be achieved through multiple routes. So higher alcohol has more viscosity, but so does higher sugar. And uh, temperature affects viscosity. So legs don't actually give you a ton of information because you could be looking at a wine with, you know, this wine we're looking at has more alcohol and more sugar than a standard table wine. So it probably is going to have more legs, but that's not going to tell you if it's higher or lower quality. But it does make it look more appealing. Yeah, it looks cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I get uh, fresh plums on this, uh, light notes of citrus, uh, white ground pepper. I get some honey. Uh, mm-hmm. Hints of honey, Hints a of little that, vanilla. The, the, the flower. It's like a darker honey, too, like a buckwheat honey, mm-hmm. that kind of rich. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely really? smell some uh, barrel, some wood, wood on that, too. Mm-hmm. That's, I'd say some oak. It's the dryness. Yep. Yeah, there's a little light vanilla. And then it ha- it does have some really nice alcohol notes. Um, mm-hmm. Smells sweet. Nineteen percent ABV. I think there's almost two kind of a uh, piney sappy thing on the nose as well. Yeah. All right, flavors, guys. Oh, that's well, it comes across a little sweeter than, sweeter than it, it smells. Wow! Instantly, it was uh, almost like a you know granulated sugar, but 
you know, it, it like Car- that caramel, type of caramelized sweet. sugar yep. almost. Mm-hmm. But then it settles into that nice, like almost apple-y, a little light stone fruit, little yeah. floral notes, oh. figs a little bit, a little bit of fig, a little bit of cooked pear, that stone fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some peachiness to it. Seen a lot of stoned fruits last night here at the party. <laughs> kind of some uh, light, light tannins, I'm assuming, are from the wood. Yep. Yeah, yep. a little bit of oak tannin. Um, this is made with white grapes, so it's not uh, made like a red wine and picking yeah. up tannin from the right. from the skins. That'll That's be wood tannin. Yeah. I think the oak. dryness is coming from the, the sweet, like so sweet. I'm just getting like a little bit of a drying on the tongue. See, I get the opposite. I think I don't get any dryness versus mm. the, the, the nose I got. I assumed it was going to be dry, but actually yeah. having the mouthfeel, it's only dry in the very tail yep. end, like yep. 30, yeah. 60 seconds See, after I, you sample Yeah, it. that's where I would agree with Don. There is, at the finish, a definite dryness, uh, whether I probably- I think it's the combo, alcohol. Com- combo of the alcohol and the wood tannins. Yep. There's also a really good acid balance to mm-hmm. this. It's it's sweet, but then there's that- it, yeah. Clears out. There's no like lingering uh, sweetness. Right. See, it's not I, cloying at all. I mm-hmm. get a little bit of lingering sweetness still, even after it dries out. It feels like I have just eaten jam, where some mm-hmm. of that sweetness stays. And I think there's, it's a fuller mouthfeel than I thought it would be just by looking at it as well. Mm-hmm. Surprise. This is surprisingly good. I like I said, this is my, <laughs> like, my first. You're expecting <laughs> shit. Well, I'm expecting like you know the next step above like a Cabernet or Merlot is as far as alcohol yeah, content. A lot of people ports. were when I when I said I was going to be doing this, and they're like, "What are you drinking?" I said, "Ports." So isn't that just for cooking? Like, do you actually <laughs> drink? I'm like, I don't know. I've never done a port, so I'm I'm like brand new to yeah, this, and brand, this is delicious. I'm absolutely brand new. Yeah, as well. yeah. and this you, is a you, you oh, can get. Dry ports and sweet ports, and there's a big uh, variety of different kinds of ports. And white ports are a slightly more unusual. They're kind of, they only really started in about the 80s. Up until then, almost all port was red. Um, they kind of were chasing consumers who were drinking lighter, gentler wines. Moscato was getting popular, Rieslings, things like that. Uh, so a lot of white ports are terrible. Um, but... <laughs> This the, I, good, though. I love this brand, and I think this is really high up there. I've only had a couple other white ports that are anywhere near this level. And this is DR Port mm-hmm. is the name of it? That's the brand, yeah. That's the brand. So the port, DR. D, just DR is the brand. That's mm-hmm. why the DR is capitalized and it's not pronounced doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> doctor White Port. That's how I'm going to remember it now. Yeah, yeah no, doctor. <laughs> this is the doctor is called. Yeah, you got a prescription for this, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and I think this is like... Uh, Eight, nine, ten bucks, right? Over at the uh, store? Mid mid teens, like thirteen ninety nine, I think, for okay. the for the white. Yeah. And you could when we can pick this up, we can go over right now and go pick it up over at Bridgeview. Yeah, it's at Bridgeview. Right. Yeah, we carry the full line from DR. Uh, this is a fairly new brand for us that uh, an importer just started bringing into the market like half a year ago. And uh, we were really impressed by the whole line. So All right. Well, anybody got any final thoughts on the DR Port Bronco White? This is this is making me think about a mead port. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I one thing about white port, this this makes me think of cocktails. This is a one that you could mix really, really well. Use it like you're doing a, a sweet vermouth or a blanco vermouth. Wow. And it has a lot of cocktail potential. Like uh name one cocktail. 
So, okay, if you're going to do like a Negroni variation with this, I could see using a really intense herbal gin and then uh, something like a Suze or an Aves or a Sailor's uh, gentian liqueur. And this, I think you'd get a lovely cocktail in a Negroni um, spec. Right on. I like putting you on the spot. You always you always pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know I'm being tested. I like yeah. that. Well, I think it's it's fun for the listeners too who may not be into cocktails yet mm-hmm. too. So Or after you know, the holiday break, you have these random bottles sitting around. What can I do with this? I don't like the flavor of this, but let's mix something up and mm-hmm. Let's Something. bury that flavor. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for some of them, not for this one. This no, one is delicious. Uh, yeah. I I drink this straight all day yep. mm-hmm. and then pass out. Nineteen percent. Nineteen percent. Too yeah. hard. Yeah. I like to. I like to know that you're drinking to completion. <laughs> like, if you're not passing out, then it's just a hobby. Cor- Susan, corks are for quitters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why don't you give us a start there, Susan? Which rating? Uh, uh, zero, zero to five. five. Quarter uh, increments. I would. Go four point seven five. It's right up there for me. Damn near perfection. Right. And Chris, well, just uh, just so I can uh, not have to agree with everybody all the time, I'm going to do four point five. I think there's probably better. All right, Don. I hate you. You know that. <laughs> I was same. thinking like the exact same thing. I was going to do a four point five. This is wonderful. Yeah, but you're fine. right. I this is my first one. I don't yeah. know if it's if there's anything, but yeah, I could that's I could why drink I didn't this. Go five. That's right. That's Left right. This room. is this is right. good. Four point five. I I think you guys are spot on. Four point five. This is in the category, especially if you try more white ports. You'll find this is really high up there. So yeah, four point five. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a four point seven five. Great minds think alike. Yeah, and so do so do the average ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the average for the DR Pork Bronco White is 4.6. All right. All right, moving on to the DR Port Tawny. Like Katain. Tawny Katain. I am missing the reference. She was dancing on the hood of White Snake's car. I am maybe, I I think I am, I'm the youngest person here this time, I think, so... Yeah. yeah, no, uh, you know, the white white snake videos. Tawny Katane got really popular. So that was back when they had music videos <laughs> yeah. on MTV. On MTV. Yeah. Some of us remember those days. Some of us are trying to forget those days, and some of them it's way too hazy of days. Yeah, but if you remember the song 1985 uh, by Bowling for Soup that came out a few years back, they talked about that. Yes, I do. Did you yep. hear they clarified uh, that they were bowling in order to obtain soup rather than on behalf of soup? <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. Someone <laughs> tweeted at them, and like the head of the band, he's like, "Yeah, no, we were bowling in order to obtain soup." Yeah. That? Okay, I I did not take two. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Uh, the Agra Ron Cow. So not sponsored by soup. <laughs> no, not yeah. sponsored by soup. It's not a charity event for the cause of soup. Oh, this is All right, their website funny. says, Tawny Port is golden color with a funky aroma and nuances of dried fruit. In the mouth, it, it is dense, complex, and with a long aftertaste. We suggest that this port be served as a digestive accompanied... By sweets at a temperature of 14 degrees Celsius or slightly cooler. Uh, this isn't golden in color at all. Well, this website fucking sucks. Yeah. I guess it was lost in translation from Portuguese. Read it in Portuguese. Because this is actually no. red. Yeah, yeah it's closer to... So, 
Tawny is actually the descriptor of the color. Right. It's that kind of like really dark gold, but this is tinged pretty red for a tawny. Yeah. 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 Okay. Again, clear. What's the ABV on this one? Is this also 19.5. Yeah. Same place. All right. Let's try this website, Portugal Vineyards. The tawny presents auburn in color with a fruity aroma with hints of dried fruit. Mouth is dense, complex with long finish. Yeah. Auburn makes more sense as a. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you guys. Get your this smells a lot more out. like uh, something I'd like. Um, you get those nicer red fruits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This actually gives oh. me a hint of like a Cabernet aroma. Yeah. I get like less sweet, less right. of that sugary sweetness. I get like black cherry ludens on the nose a little bit. The cough syrup? The, the, the cough drops? Drops, yeah. Drop. I get some milk chocolate to the nose. I could get that. We said this one was how much? Nineteen and a half percent. Ooh, um, I almost get like a cedar wood in the middle of that. Sure, yeah. Which is interesting. It's a very uh, you get a just a slight alcohol burn on that nose. It is, I think, more apparent with this because there's less sugar to like mask that on the nose. Now, see, are you, see would, now on this one, I actually pick up less alcohol really than I, I, do, I get more one. no yeah. I, I, the first I'm, one I'm on that first one jumped out at me yeah it's just slightly there at the very very this end, one is is more i think there's just so many more dark uh dark fruits and stuff that mm-hmm. uh kind of cover with the alcohol and blend with it it's kind of like um that dark red tootsie pop ish oh, a little bit yeah yep mm-hmm. not the bright red one the cherry one but like the dark one or even even the orange tootsie, tootsie pop for some reason I get a little bit of that. Yeah, I I get that uh, orange in there and kind of light you know kind of figs and orange mm-hmm. and yeah. all those little fruits kind of dance. Candied orange peel I think yeah. is the oh is that's that a good one. one. I, get I that, like that candied orange like peel. Like when uh, right as I was tasting it, you guys said that, and I was like, yep, that's exactly one of the first things that. Of course, the the dark red fruits. But right immediately too, that orange is very present when you when you first sip it. And at least chocolate. for me, yeah. and maybe it's because you were talking about it. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, there it is." This is very pleasant. It's a it's a bit drier than the the Bronco White. It actually drinks sweeter than what it smells like. So these things are tricking me mm-hmm. from nose to, from <laughs> oh, nose right? to taste. These are these are very nice. I like this. Yeah, this is really good. Ports are surprising me. This is very. This would be something my parents would drink. My parents do like the sweet red box wine <coughs> mixed with uh, cranberry juice. Like, this that's is, that's what they drink, and this, this would be is, like perfect for them on a like a special night for them. Yeah, it's kind of a, a step up of of those sweeter things that a lot of people are used to. Yeah, and a whole flight of stairs above box wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yep. yeah. This is a really tasty. Like to me, I I feel like after dinner. Type, mm-hmm. type of a wine. Well, what did the other websites say? They were supposed to have this with cheese for digestion? Yeah, as a, as a digestive, it's kind of a dessert thing. I think cheese and like candied nuts, um, that kind of a, a cheese tray would go really well. The, the classic with port, and I should have brought some, is, is uh, blue cheese. Ah. Blue cheese and port. What you do actually is with like a tawny or even better with the aged tawny when we get to that, you take a chunk of blue cheese, you put it in your mouth, and then you literally drink the port while the cheese is still in your mouth and allow the port to dissolve the cheese. Oh. It's amazing. 
this reminds me of son of a bitch. I brought Ratatouille. some mozzarella. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some prosciutto. Pause wrap. the show. Go get some. Now you've made me yeah. hungry. No, now we have to go get a bottle and do this at home. <laughs> and where would we get this bottle? Bridgeview Liquor. There we go. See, I'm working in the uh, the ads here. This is very pleasant. I like mm-hmm. this. And nineteen and a half percent, and for twelve, thirteen bucks, this is wow. yummy. It almost. And for those of you who are out there, know it almost reminds me of communion wine. Oh, uh, what are the Mo, Mo- David? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it just, I just got a little bit of a like, not not so much <laughs> like side by side, but just something like reminds me of that. I don't know if it's the smell, well, there's or that if it's the sweetness, just, just, just the sweetness, grapiness. That could be. I think is yeah. the thing is there's maybe kind of a maybe it's just the rapture. It could, <laughs> it could be the blood I put that in ra- it. That rapture took a long time ago. <laughs> Evan, why don't you start this one out? Sure. Um, while I still like this one, I think there are tawnies that get more complex. I think this one is nice, but could maybe use a touch more acid uh, for me to balance. So I'm going to go 3.5 with this. I'm going to give this one a, a four. Um. You know, I, I think I will go for also. I I like the other one better. Uh, this is beautiful, but I have had some tawnies that I really like better than this. Okay, Chris? Um, I haven't had any other tawnies, but this one is a little sweet for my liking. I'm typically not into really sweet wines. or So I'm going to have to go 3.75. It's still very good. All right, Dong. I am going with a four. I also am not keen on the uh, sweet red wines but this is i mean very drinkable if you if we drink it after dinner it's it's right up there but my again my first one i think there there's varieties out there i usually yeah. drink wine by the bottle uh so, yeah. so this one i'd stick more with a glass of and be very very happy you know i think that's the thing is we i i love dessert wine port and sauterne and there's lots of other types of dessert wine out there but i think when people get into the mindset of oh it's like it's not the same as grabbing you know a bottle of cabernet or right. red blend where you're having it with food and you're going through the whole bottle with dessert wines it's like okay the meal's done I want a small glass of something. Yep. And the great thing is dessert wines, you can then shove that back in the in the fridge. And, and it won't spoil. It won't spoil for longer than a, a table wine would. So you can have that for dessert for like over three weeks. You know, after every special meal, you get a small glass of it. And that's how it's meant to be consumed rather than on the en masse style. Right. Do these have Makes special sense. glasses that we should be or just wine glasses or like a dessert Small, so generally shooters. You would drink it in a smaller glass. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like the like the uh, uh, whiskey glasses that we have. The Glen Cairn. Glen Cairn. Thank you. Yeah, the, the classic for uh, port is uh, and and sherry also is kind of copitas, which are okay. they're like little mini wine glasses. Um, but no, when you're tasting them, no. we're drinking in large full size wine glasses. These are perfect for tasting. They're going to let you get the full range right. of flavor. Um, but yeah, if you're serving in a in a fancy one, a small glass that is sometimes wine. what you want. Yeah, something a little bit similar, but more yeah, it's, rounded. It's more round. Yeah, it's it looks like a, a full bold wine glass just shrunk down, basically. Yeah. So the average for the DR Port Tawny is three point eight five. All right, nice cool. job, guys. Uh, uh, what's the next? Well, no, we're going to take a quick oh, advertising break. Okay. we got to get the ad reads in uh, for Mr. Evan here. And, uh, well, thank you. Fargo Underground, and we'll be right back after this. Big Aaron here from Brews, Booze, and Reviews. Want to give a shout-out to one of our sponsors, Bridgeview Liquors. 
Ridgeview is conveniently located in Moorhead, Minnesota at 935 37th Avenue South. They have an impressive selection of craft beers, wines, and all the boozes. They have a friendly and knowledgeable staff. In fact, uh, Bridgeview started their classes again on Saturdays. Go check out uh, Bridgeview on Facebook and click on their events tab for all the classes they have and all the classes that they have coming up. For only 25 bucks, you can attend these classes and you get to sample some really good stuff. The guys and I actually went to one of the rum classes and it was a great experience. So for all the info on Bridgeview, including their hours of operation, check them out on Facebook. And when you do check out, mention Brews, Booze, and Reviews and you get 10% off your purchase. Thank you, listeners, and thank you, Bridgeview. Cheers. We here at Brews, Booze, and Reviews want to send a special shout-out and thanks to our sponsors, FargoUnderground.com. If you want to find out more about things going on in the FM area, just head over there to FargoUnderground.com, hover over the Events tab, and you can see things like the major events they have going on here in town. They have other events, they have classes and workshops and arts crafts. Or in the nightlife section, they have my favorite tab, which is the comedy section. So when you hit on that, that shows up coming comedy events for the current month that's happening. So head over to FargoUnderground.com, check out their events tab and see what's going on in the area today. Okay, Sorry. that was a little much. <laughs> yeah. I like how you laughing. don't warn anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just start laughing and bring it in. Like, we're going in. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. I uh, tried and failed at a funny intro. It sucks. So we'll come back for, uh, from our ad break. <laughs> right? Usually you got to set that up ahead of time. Everybody yeah. laughs, at, and then we know we're pretending that there was a joke. Yeah, no. I'm, God damn. Improv classes, guys. Improv classes. I All right, anyways. That class. Yes, and. Oh. Yes, and. Yes. I, I wasn't wearing my improv glasses. <laughs> oh, there it is. All right, this next one, guys. They don't improve your face, so <laughs> no. I mean. oh, 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 oh. Dang. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. There it is. There it is. I didn't know what he was We are going about. downhill quick. Yeah. Uh, if you like the first part of the episode, you can stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. That was a good lead-in for that uh, laugh you had. Yeah, we'll just start there yeah. instead. Yeah. 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 And then you'll just mic over it. All right, so, oh, this, so this next... Uh, Port is going to be the Porto Ruby as a dark and vivid color. In the mouth, it is fresh and youthful with well-marked tannins and remarkable <coughs> aromatic persistence. And you might have recognized this because that's what this said for the fucking Porto, the Bronco White. I was going to say, maybe you should try a different website and see <laughs> no, if it this changes. Is actually, this actually is it. It's got, it looks dark like a um, cab. Like a, a little, almost a little more purple, but yeah, it's a little a bit dark, purpler. Yep, it's a dark, like a dark red. Yeah, and you get like plum mm-hmm. on that nose. Yeah, dark red plum. Yeah, it smells mm-hmm. like purple. I know it's my favorite color, fam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying with that. Smells like purple. It is a distinct, like I don't know, kind of a mixed blueberry, boysenberry kind of thing, but not that specific yeah. fruit. Just. Purple. purple. My yeah. my wife and I laugh about that. Hint, we hints. were we were in Texas and they have like big red as a drink. Mm-hmm. And my my son, we bought one for him and he says, "I said, how's it taste?" He goes, "Dad, it it really just tastes like red." I <laughs> 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 mean, like cinnamon. Like I no, I get it because it's I mean like all red and all blue and, and it's like so now that's the big joke in our house. Said man, that smells like red. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, this is more along the lines of like that Cabernet Merlot, uh, like <laughs> ethanol punching, uh, dry smelling kind of kind of thing that I get on this one. A lot of blackberry in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. dark, rich, dark ripe fruit. berries. There's a little bit of oak to it. Yeah, a little tannin on that. I almost get. I almost think it's cherry wood, not oak, but. I think the blend of possibly an oak and and um, the dark berries are. Mm-hmm. It's kind I of a cocoa it. powder to me. Are you tasting it yet, or is it just still the smell? I was still just on the, on the nose. Definitely tannins. Right. Oh yeah. Yep. Again, sweeter than it smells. I expect oh, yeah. like a good dry wine no... coming from the smell to be in my mouth, and it's not. It's the exact opposite. It's sweet and and smooth, milky smooth. Yeah. It's a grape Jolly Rancher with chocolate on it. And I don't know uh, why they put chocolate on it, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, we're going back to that Tootsie Roll, mm-hmm. or yeah. the Tootsie Pop with mm-hmm. the chocolate mm-hmm. center to it, that yeah. red. Yeah, I can This yeah. would be the, the, uh, the, the dark purple one. Mm-hmm. What is the alcohol on this one? Because the... This jumps out at me more than the other, the second one. Nineteen and a half. Nineteen and a half. So same. Yeah, but it doesn't smell like alcohol like the other ones do. Like like I'm not getting an alcohol aroma on it. Right. The aroma is less, but the the hit in the mouth is more. But it's not drying. On the the white was definitely the least amount of ethanol. This doesn't dry out Hmm. in your mouth. No, this one's really at the very tail end. My mouth is a little. I I think this one dries out more than anything else uh, that we've had today so far. They're pretty gentle tannins, and there's and there's enough sugar that you don't like view them the same as you would in a dry wine. Right. Okay. It's it's like they let the grape skins on about a third of the grapes. And this one is different on the tannins. To me, they they come in on the tongue, and then they're gone again. The finish is sweeter again. It's still sweet, but uh, my my mouth is dry, but still tastes like there's sugar in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. I'm not getting a lot of that drying. It makes me want to continue to... Tip this one back. Oh, this yeah. one, this one's a dangerous one. Still sweeter Ooh. than I typically like, um, but fuck. Am I supposed to have cheese with this one too? Uh, cheese yeah. actually goes. Is this, with a, is this no? Is this like, like a blue cheese or Fermented cheese? I, well, actually, the classic with a ruby port is chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, mm, yeah, that's that a classic that. pairing. Yep. I got some chocolate at the Chris Kindle Market. Well, thing what was that? The Chris Kindle Market. Chris Kindle Mart. Yeah, down at uh, the Civic Center. Yeah, except you and, say bark yeah. with a K in the end. But, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, I, we got some really good chocolate. My my daughter and I um, got to sit and sample a couple of little, the little, um, what are those called? The titmits? No, the, the part you break apart, the tittle. The nibs? Cacao nibs? No. It, the, the, like the bar of chocolate. Moving you on. The, you, anyway. You uh, so we So we sampled a bunch, <laughs> and I had a... Uh, um, uh, caramel, salted caramel, chocolate flavor, and they called it crack, and that I think would go great with this, like that salted. Cracks another little, thing. That little, no, no, no. It was, it, but it was like it was like chocolate crack is the name of it. They right, just, right. It was, so it was a crack, but so, I think yeah. it was really, really good, and a little bit of salty, um, on this one or caramel with this, but I think would go really, really mm. well. Mm. You know that um, that Scandinavian cheese that has the sweetness to it. That's kind of that dark. I forget the name for I it. I forget too, but yeah, it's a darker. Yeah, and it's it's from the Scandinavian area, and it has that sweetness. That would be a great pair. I think you want a, a salty but like rich cheese. We have that uh, quite often with like my when my 
cousin's family hangs out, my uncle and like Tori's dad, Lynn. Yep. They always have that cheese. Nice. I forget what the fuck it's called too, though. Yeah, no, it's, it's completely we. No, it's, it's like it's like no. it, it looks like a picture. Like color wise, color wise, it looks like peanut brittle almost. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's that darker brown. So in my family, we always called it Venezuelan beaver cheese, <laughs> which is a reference to the Monty Python cheese shop sketch, right. where he names all the different cheeses and he starts with real ones and then he gets to like uh, fake ridiculous ones. Oh yeah, uh, get toast. Yeah. But I don't know how you'd pronounce that. I don't know the GJ in in uh, Scandinavian. Bless you. <laughs> but that's what what it is. Yep, that's exactly the one. Oh, get toast. Yet, 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 yet toast. All right, just solve that quickly. Toast. Yeah. All right. Who, who was, I, I like how we all just guessed at it. You're like solved it. <laughs> <laughs> I can fake speak it. Right. Oh fuck. Genost. <laughs> Where's the N come from? Genost. 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 Now I speak Scandinavian. I'm pretty sure we never, I don't think we ever called it that, but no. Genost. 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 Cheetos. All right. We got the Cheetos cheese. Bring the Cheetos. Scandinavian Cheetos cheese. Dope. All right, I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to give this one a 4.25. I like this one. Susan. I'm still thinking. Man, you guys rush a person. Um, okay, yeah, I would. What, yeah? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I know how to pronounce that. I already picked that Scandinavian. One <laughs> I, I'll go 4.5. I really like this one. All right. Chris. Uh, Don't do it. 4.25. Oh, thank God. All right, John. <laughs> I'm going with a four. I'm not. As big a fan of this one as I am of the other two that we've already had. All right, Evan. I think I'm going to go with a four on this one. I think it's uh, as a ruby a little bit nicer than the the tawny, but it's still it's fairly simple but enjoyable. And I think four is a, a good spot for it. I was right there with the expert. Huh. All right, and the average for the <laughs> dr <laughs> yeah, port ruby uh, is four point two. Aged tawny time. So now I I did when I was asked to be on this, and I've never done anything with port. There was something you have the vintage, and then there's another style like where they mix them. So yeah, all the first ones we've had were non-vintage and blended from different years to achieve consistency, because different growing seasons. You know how in wine, like you might get a hot year and a cold year. And so you end up with one vintage is riper than another. In port, they're trying to produce, at the base level, consistent wine. So those are blended multi-year. Most aged tawnies, which we're having now, are also blended multi-year. This is a 10-year, which means it has an average, not a minimum age of 10-year. And then it has to be submitted to a tasting panel who judge that this represents what a 10-year should taste like. And they have levels at that at every at 10-year intervals. So there's 10s, 20s, 30s, and 40s. So what happens to those poor 10-year-olds that get slapped down and said, you don't represent us properly? They put them in orphanages. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. wondering. Are they just tossing them out? Sorry, you die. They'll probably <laughs> yeah. blend it into their base tawny or age it more and, and resubmit. 
Yeah, but then it'll be over 10 years. Well, then they submit There are probably th- parts of this wine blended from different barrels that are older than 10 and younger than 10. But they're shooting for that average taste of representative of a 10 year. So it wouldn't actually be 10, ten years. years. It's a, it's that's what false a 10 advertising. Year, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Is it, It's is, almost like it's a rum. Yeah, it's I, way different than whiskey rules. Right. Okay. So they average it. So they take one full barrel of 20 and one full barrel of uh, brand new. <laughs> it's probably more likely from from what I've read. I don't. I'm not a complete expert on on port making, but from what I've read and encountered, it's going to be stuff that's pretty close to ten years. It's probably going to be a blend of like eight to twelve years, because they want to achieve kind of a uniform, consistent. So that if you buy their ten year now and you buy their ten year in ten years, those two bottles would taste roughly the same. So they're trying to even out vintage differences and differences from aging in oak. They're not embracing the, like, batch-to-batch thing. Right. They're going for consistency. Right. Yes! <laughs> so this is, this is kind of that auburn color huh, again. Yep, so this is more of that classic tawny kind of shade. So this is this is a tawny... Red with hints of brown. Yeah, so it's made from red grapes, uh, but there's some oxidation involved in the aging process and so it browns it picks up that that different color it's all made with red grapes okay since i've switched styles of glasses i need an expert opinion um i get stinky feet do you get that same aroma that that could just be our proximity that could be (laughs) all right your shoes are on though Port wine yeah. aged for 10 it's years powerful, though. in big oak barrels in our warehouses in Doruro. Duro. Spices and dried fruit aromas like walnuts, al- almonds, and hazelnuts goes along very well with several desserts. Should be served slightly chilled in the summer and at room temperature in the winter, along with a pleasant conversation. Results from a blend with the best aging wines. Well, we got the pleasant conversation going on. 19.5%. I'm getting something yeah. in this that I just can't put my finger this on. This one seems a little bit more like golden than the uh, ruby that That's we just caramel. had. Caramel. Caramel. We're yeah. talking about how glassware affects the fucking smell of this. Yeah. Let's, let's talk smell about it, that. Smell well, we it would out like of that to, one. but you were running your mouth See, pleasant conversation. Just smell it out of that. It smells so totally different. Oh, yeah. And I was so, kind of thinking this good, would be good. They have a good point here. Because you're drinking out of a Tycoo glass now. Yeah, you're missing a you're missing a lot of fruit in yeah, this yeah. glass. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I smelled so, his. Like it's his? very nice. Yeah, yeah this op- much more open glass is really releasing compared yep. to that one. All right, so now I'm going to have to down one of these. And <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Bob's getting a phone call. <laughs> This one seems a little bit more, uh, uh, quite a bit more it's, methanol or ethanol. It's like it's muted. Like yeah, muted it just all the fruit disappears. Yep. Muted and stinky feet and yeah, gross. Yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about it maybe on the podcast. I know we've talked about it outside of the podcast. How how different glasses Glassware. will absolutely change what you're feeling, and, smelling, mm-hmm. tasting. I accidentally did that experiment when I was going through some Knob Creek varietals. Yeah. Um, I had a Knob Creek single barrel, a 12-year, and then the uh, cast strength rye. And you had And that, I just uh, wanted to uh, taste them. So I was going out Roku of- Roku glass or- um, I was doing them out of these visky glasses that are kind of Glencairn shaped. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was uh, Norland's double-walled glass. Old-fashioned, yeah. Uh, the, it was a double-walled, but it's kind of got the tulip. Oh, so, okay, sure. So it's for just- 
you know, small, neat pours. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was doing the nosings and tastings, I got them all right. I figured it out. I had my girlfriend pour them for me, so I was doing them blind, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I know I'm right on these, too. But this one, that rye cask strength, should have smelled hotter, should have smelled spicier, should have been more in my face, but it was in one of them Norland glasses. And I went, man, maybe the glassware is really changing it. So once I finished and did that, I poured a nine-year back into the regular Glen Cairn glass and went into the Norland glass, and it was completely different. And that's how I found out that it's vastly different when you change glassware. Yeah. Or can be. That is why I like these Riedels for they're they're you know a really good all round wine glass because yeah there's so much fruit to this to me that yeah. like date fig raisin I was gonna say yeah. real raisins dark. is yeah, yeah. That's, the, that stands out the now. look of raisin is what I'm getting on this one mm-hmm. prune juice yeah prune is yeah prune. huge huge prune juice yep oh that, that oxidized kind of flavors that come. It's more like you would associate with uh, brandies or something, mm-hmm. I think. Well, it's just from the fact that these, being a dessert wine, essentially, and, and having a little bit of oxygen exposure, similar chemical processes are happening in the wine that would happen in a grape when it turns into a raisin. All right. Yeah, yeah like dried dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that concentration of, of sugars Yeah, is what, yeah. This... Tastes okay, amazing. So this is really sweet as well, dude. But it's like not ice cream, vanilla ice cream. <laughs> but there's there's so many little layers of fruit going on, as well as that sweetness that it doesn't uh, turn me off as much as most sweet things do. This is oh really, yeah, this, this is, is really tasty. Yeah, it's between the aroma that's got just fifteen different things going, and then oh. the flavors got so many layers. I'm gonna simplify this. I'm it's gonna like, say homemade oh God. homemade syrup that your grandma made poured on top of New York vanilla ice cream. I get yeah. that. The, the, there's a like, like butterscotchy syrup thing a quality to it. That's a very really... long, long sweetness on the I don't way really... backside. You let it sit for a while. That's really sweet and but oh it's... The only homemade syrup my grandma made was choke cherries, and it was supposed to be choke cherry jam, but just didn't set. Yeah, but But that's still good, though. Choke cherries around this neighborhood is delicious. I think everybody that grew up in North Dakota had that. Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. There's some almost tart tanginess after a couple of seconds as well from, like, like, well, you know, got, uh, yeah, like a brighter, acids. like yeah, a brighter acid structure. Susan, would you would you pick up on some astringency on this on the very back with the tannins? There is a little little bit of tannins. I'm getting that. Um, I don't find it offensive Mm-mm, or anything, no. but it yeah, it balances. Yeah, so it a balances very dry, the sweet, like way way. Yeah, yeah, and plenty of alcohol, but. The alcohol blends in with the. You barely notice the, the burn. This is fucking incredible. My mother-in-law would this love is this. Like so super balanced on fruit, alcohol. Yeah, I don't get any acidity. See my esophagus going oh, down. There's there's some there's acidity nothing. there, but it. But it's good. It's to balance everything. that sweetness, and yeah. Also, when they're making port, they choose better wines as they go older, right? So you're going to choose your most basic grapes to make your base tawny. And then when you're making your aged tawnies, you're going to choose grapes that you're like, right. we think these developed better. They have better acid, tannin, balance. Yeah, this is, this. that first tawny was good, but this is uh, 
light years ahead of so it. So now that with the the difference between this this is a vintage tawny. This is not a vintage. This is a 10 year. Oh. So they do make a vintage tawny. They're called colitas. Uh oh, it's a weird Portuguese spelling like C O E L H I T A I think it is. Okay. Uh, colita and those are vintage dated tawnies, but this is not vintage dated. It's a 10 year, but it's a blend of different casks and uh different vintages. So have we had a vintage that's one? Which one? That's, that's the, the last one we're doing. Okay. Yep. Got it. So this is a blended aged. Yeah, this is an they'd call it an aged tawny. Aged tawny. This is delicious. Okay. And they they're going 10 year increments. Yep. So this is a 10, uh but they go generally from a large house. This is actually a newer house, so they think they only have a 10. This is the Sierra de Ordens, yeah. Yeah, so they only have a 10 because they're a fairly young porthouse. But you can go for a big house like Dow's. They go up to 40s. Cool. Wow. But but when you say 10 years and it's listed It's what as, a 10 year should. When you say 10 year and, and when it's listed 2015, not all of these are The, the 2015 is when it was bottled. Bottled. Okay. Yep. So that's the bottled on date. That's not the vintage of the grapes. Okay. So they bottled a 15, but it could be a 40-year some blend. 40 could be in there. Yeah, right. there could it's, be older it's stuff in there. It's taste like a 40 at that point. Yeah. And that's so okay. interesting. That's, that's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to start this reading off on this one. This one's a 4.75. This is, uh, I think, my the best one all day, I think, so far that I've had. And that's not including the vintage that's coming up next. Any other tasting notes or, or you guys want to throw numbers? or? I, I would go with that 4.75. Um, maybe had I started with the right glass, I, I might have <laughs> went five. But I keep, I keep having horrible memories of it. <laughs> of the gym socks. It like foot. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. No, Chris? never drinking out of that glass I got nosed at the Taiku. It's good for beer, trust me. Well, well so it's a, 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 a taku glass, and the, so yeah, when you uh, pour a, a good beer in there and you get head right up to the top, it it, it build, helps bring that those it flavors the aroma forward. Still. It does, yeah. and yeah. I I have a glass very similar to this. I think IPAs like I double drink, IPAs would be good. I drink glasses. my meads out of all the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it comes straight up. It right. comes like mm-hmm. this, that little bit of chimney. I think maybe fucks a little more um, and thinner glass. This is very thick. It is quite thick. It's very very thick glass, and yeah, not uh, okay. Just not for port. not wines. Not for wines. Not for ports. How about you, Chris? What do you got, buddy? Uh, I am definitely for ports. I, I'm built for this now. I think. Mm-hmm. You found a new <laughs> no, th- life. This is absolutely delicious. Um, I know I gave that first, that Bronco a 4.75. No, I gave it a 4.5. I'm giving this a 4.75. It's my favorite thing I've drank today. I remember. Yeah, Chris, remember. you've given a 4.5, a 3.75, a 4.25. Yeah, this and a 4. Is four this is 4.75 for sure. 7.5. Yep. God damn. All right, uh, Don. I was, got, buddy? I was very... Happily surprised by this. I am giving this a five. This is a fantastic drinker. I love it. This is, I would I would drink all of this over the course of a week. Fucking watch me. I'll <laughs> drink it right now. So, no, this would this would be a, a good, like every day after a barbecue, after some sweet, um, you know, barbecue flavor, chicken, stuff like that. But have a sip afterwards. It's It's wonderful. Well, this one, this one, unfortunately, is a bit more expensive. This is in the 30s. 
Yeah. For a 500 Big ml. Deal, yeah. for, for a week worth of, of desserts yeah. like this, mm-hmm. I would see. Definitely, this, that's nothing. I bad. feel like this is like. <laughs> I'm going to drink this all in one thing. <laughs> in, in all honesty, it wouldn't phase me to pay 40, 40 to 50 bucks for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at Th- all. This would be like a cookie with mm-hmm. my ice cream. Yeah, you know, it fills that, that, that just hole. It's just that little sweet. It, it's a five, definitely. Filling dessert holes. <laughs> I was teeing that one. Sounds like shoving you. stuff in a mouth still. Look at that fucking treasure trail. <laughs> All right. Oh, also, uh, there's this one. This is like suck your dick sticky. All right, Evan, <laughs> what do you got, buddy? I am loving all the dessert wine and port conversion here. Um, no, I think this one's great. I think the complexity is awesome. I think for a 10 year, it's insanely good. Uh, 475. Hmm, we seem to have a clear cut winner so far today, but we got one more left. And the average, wow, this might be one of the highest ones we've had on a five rating, yeah. uh, is 4.8 for oh. the Sierra de Orden's 10-year-old Porto Tani. That's, um, really? yeah. is that an actual cork on that one? But Yes. yes. Nice. So the it's vintage like- has an actual cork. Vintages are the only style that don't keep as long. They're closer to a table wine in their ability to stay. So vintage then meaning this one's... Uh, we also have one of those. Is this unadultered? So this it's still fortified like a regular Oh, it port. is fortified. That's um, so sorry, fortified. This is essentially it's more in the category of ruby because it's not seeing oxidative aging. Um, but vintage ports are built to age in bottle for decades. Uh, but they some of them drink well young. This one I actually looked on the reviews and it does drink okay young, they're saying. So Okay. So how old is this one? So uh, this is 2015. Okay. And vintage ports are only uh, declared in certain vintages. So not every year is a vintage port year. Okay. They just call out at the beginning of the year, okay, these ones will be vintage. Uh, after harvest. Hang and on it's, to them. It's usually up to each port house or, or maker. Um, but there's kind of a consensus and there's years that some years, you know, one winery might declare and not another. And that can depend on climactic conditions differing across the port region. Okay. It's like um, when you brew a beer that you fucked up and you don't want to sell it and make your name terrible. So you got to dump the beer. They just like, instead of dumping it, they just don't. So yeah, vintage. they'll still make ports, but they'll only make like rubies and tawnies. They only make vintages in years when they believe the grapes are excellent. Mm-hmm. The last 10 years have been pretty good. I think 15, 16, 17, and 18 were four straight declared vintages, if, if my memory serves. So uh, do they have to declare the vintage at the year the, por- the grapes are grown, or do they have to declare them after 10 years or after so many years? When they make the wine. So they, they once the harvest is done, that's usually when they and declare they, it. They make, yep. So it's the basically the year of the grapes. The year of the grapes, yeah. Okay. Because this one, unlike the, the tawny, this isn't going to age in cask as long. Uh, they usually only see, I think, up to a year aging in cask before release. But they're built to age after release is kind of the key with a vintage. So a 2015 vintage... You know, like this mm-hmm. would have maybe been 2013 grapes. No, so this would be so from 2015. 2015 That's the grapes. The grapes uh, are from 2015. In, yep, 2015 harvest. And yep. then this was actually bottled in 2017. 2017. So yep. these, so. this is probably younger grapes than the 10 year old. Absolutely. Yep. Certainly is. I'm trying to stay. Uh, the, the, like, there's traditions. This is a very old style um, that the, like, English aristocracy loves 
it would be traditional uh, for aristocratic families to when you had a baby, you would buy them an entire hogshead of port and you would have it bottled and cellared. And that would be literally like a college fund. Really? Nice. Yeah. Or they get to drink. Fresh or they get to drink. Fresh it, yeah. baby port. <laughs> nice. I didn't know you could make port out of babies. <laughs> <laughs> what up to each their own. You know what the best way to get a baby out of a blender? Chips. Chips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. So All now, right. So, anyway, so now this one. So this is one you would seller, right? Or yes, could so this seller. Could seller, right? absolutely. Vintage ports um, are meant to be seller. They don't always have to be, but they're built so that you can seller it, and it will continue and to age this and develop. Right alongside other red wines that you have. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So if I went on a couple websites to look this up, I obviously couldn't find the exact thing from the exact website that I needed to for this wine. So I went to. PortugalVineyards.com, which I've actually been using a lot this weekend or on this episode. Uh, so props to you guys. So this one says, typical aromas of a young vintage port from a fresh year. Very aromatic with intense black cherry liquor flavors. Chocolate in the wild. Dog rose you find on the... Duro. Hills. <laughs> on the palate, a seductive and full-bodied port, perfect to be drunk early, but also with sufficient tannins to guarantee its structure and longevity. Could just as well be in Portuguese. The, tannin- <laughs> the tannins are balanced and not too evident, so they don't block the aromas and flavors in the initial phase of the port's life. And this one is by far the most expensive one we've had today. Yes, thank you. Evan. 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 I'm sorry. I thought it told Thank called, you, Evan. I, I called him Ernie earlier. <laughs> By accident. He's got way more hair than Ern. Oh, yes. A yeah. lot more. There's at least one customer at the store who thinks my name is Ethan. <laughs> and it's it's too late to correct it now. Chris. Right. Chris, like, his, what? Name is, his name is Evan. Yeah. No. <laughs> I've gotten it right I every got, time. I could go with Eric, but you are not an Ethan. No. No. no, no. That's why I typically just call people buddy. Buddy, yeah. <laughs> That's a good strategy. Hey, buddy. What's up, bro? Guys at work make fun of me because I do that all the time. Yeah. Is everybody your buddy? Yes. It's, it's, yes and it's mostly because I don't give a shit about your name. Yeah. We probably won't work together very long. Yeah, oh, right. this this <laughs> smells so different than anything we've had before. Mm-hmm. Like I almost get like a, a deer sausage smell in it. A little bit weird like that. Deer sausage? Yeah. It's in there um, along with some, uh, you know, obviously st- some grape tannins. You were See, talking choke cherry earlier. Yeah. As, a, yeah. as a port... To me, this misses, and it, it's a it's a vintage. I understand, so it's not probably not aged as long, uh, but it misses the the complexity that I find in all of the other ones. Mm-hmm. It's it's thinner bodied. It's it's a nice flavor. It's got I, yeah, of, real nice flavor. A lot of alcohol La- in the yeah. nose. Yeah, but you it, definitely smell more. No, no, he said I stepped out. I'm sorry. Um, is this this is a vintage, so this is one. This isn't blended. Correct. Single vintage, 2015. The grapes were grown. The wine was made. It was aged for about two years in oak, probably new oak as bottled well. Bottled in 2017. And bottled so, in 2017. So when they do the oak on this, this isn't like the charred oak that we think of with bourbon or anything. This is just oak, oak. that's been washed and then well, they I, put this in there. They have to do some sort of heating to seal it, but it's not a heavy right. jar. It's right. not... Right. Yeah, it's 
And it's and this also is a light oak, I would say. It doesn't have I, I doubt it would be American oak. I believe no. they mostly use Spanish oak in Portugal or Portuguese oak because they do uh Portugal's where most of the corks come from. And I, mm. I I think, you know, and granted, I mean it's very, very smooth. Uh there's nothing offensive in here. It just is missing the complexity. So I think aging this five, ten years. Yeah. May really enhance it. Yeah, it's a little young. Um, I didn't have any older ones at the store, but I wanted a chance to bring this in. No. It, yeah. Typically, yeah. you would wait on a on a vintage port 10, 20, 30 years for prime drinking. So buy this and then wait till you're on your deathbed. Well. <laughs> Crack it open and well, check it out. I'm just thinking. If you're this... buying it at our age, <laughs> 25-year-olds, they That's won't right. be on their deathbed. I like Hopefully. a good 20, 25 year old. That's good. Man, on the nose in this, I get like some mint, some basil, some rosemary. Yeah, the mint's a good call. There's I do definitely like the mint in it. Uh, yeah. Some like uh, baker's chocolate. But you know what? I I honestly I think those those light in five years won't show up. Mm-hmm. The mintiness. Yeah, that'll uh, be more blended into the yeah, actual. Yeah, from from just knowing. What I notice on my meads early, and then what I notice in two, three years on the same mead, things seriously change. Mm-hmm. I get and orange blossom honey, too, in, the, uh, in there. That I do get. Not the clover yep. honey, but the orange blossom I do get a honey. little bit of that sweet residual honey smell. I can get um, some honey. I wouldn't necessarily orange blossom, but uh, yeah, I do get- Sun-dried figs. It's just honey. I get some of that light honey, some dark fruit, some oak- I can't specify the honey. It's very, it's very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Very easy drinking. Um, Again. Not as rich. You could, you could drink this. Um, you don't. You would. You could drink this with a meal versus waiting till after and yeah. having yeah. with dessert. No ice cream. Yeah, uh, definitely with ice cream on this one. <laughs> yeah. That'd now, now again, this tastes and has the mouthfeel of of the exact opposite of how it smells because it smells very like kind of a, a, like it's got a bit of a kick to it. Well, again, on that because it's fortified and sweeter than most, uh, that you forget that it's a high ABV because it kind of blends it out. I think the more so tannins so come through, more of that dryness. Oh yeah, definitely. This I can definitely. Yeah. You, there's. Plenty of tannin here. It's yeah. it's yeah. supple and there's the sweetness to counter. But oh, I would yeah. say is this the is the least medium plus. It's all pleasant. Um, it is the but driest. It, but the it's bunch. it's like a th- a thinner body. I don't know, man. I see a lot of legs on this. Than what you these other the other ports have had. So, and I think that as it ages would somewhat change. Well, I th- I think with a with a single the vintage rather than blending, you're given what you're given. Where mm-hmm. the blending, you can you can really manipulate some of the blends on that, yeah. and I think this is very this pleasant. is a very good vintage style. Very of pleasant. Port. Yeah. yeah, I think you'll also um, find the alcohol might be j- just a touch higher on this. What did I see? Nineteen point five. Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Yeah. So just another half percent, um, but. Probably with that, they're fortifying at a later point, so you're getting a slightly drier wine. Uh, so you end up with a little less sugar and a little more alcohol. See, I, I like it. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, no, I think it's, I, I think I it's really beautiful. Like yep. it? I, I guess. I uh, don't think it's as good as that tenure right now, though. Right? No. Yeah. No. See, if I was gonna spend the money, I would spend it on the last, the tenure, way more. Yeah. Than this. Mm-hmm. 
than this, but then I want to think, what's this going to be like in 10 years? Yeah. So I would be tempted to buy both. Yeah. I I I probably will go buy both. I will buy both, (laughs) actually, and I'm going Um, to put this sucker away for a little Bridgeview is going to get uh, just on the people that are here. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I get... I Wait, we've already impatient. established, Chris, that you can't sell her anything. I'm uh, so <laughs> you can't. It's, it's impossible. It happened with the Abyss. That's when I first noticed it, right? I think it's Deschutes makes the yep. Abyss. Yep. And I bought it at Bridgeview uh, at their old location many, 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 many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the bottle when I got home, and, I, and it said "Best After." Best After. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't even ready to drink. What the fuck? I, I so I sell. <laughs> he was it. mad because why would you yeah. sell it ready to drink? You assholes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why, why do I have to fucking be storage for you? You give this to me when it's ready to be drank, you fuckers. No, That's how I looked at that. it. That's how I looked at it. And That's... but I did sell her it. I made it two days. I went fuck <laughs> that. I'm. I'm dr- <laughs> and, no. you know, it's yeah, when it's when I first got into this this whole tr- trying things out, and I think it was like twenty bucks a bottle or something like that. That's about right, you know. And for a beer, I was like, "There's no way, there's no way this is gonna sit around. Yeah. I'm just gonna drink it." And it was good, but right. this needs but, a year. But yeah. that this is, one is of the where you buy an entire it. case, you drink one every year. Oh, that is smart. Narwhal. Well, I do have a, a beer that's in there. I think uh been in there for a year and a half. It's a Drecker beer. In One the fridge, stouts. though? In the cooler. Oh, oh. see. I've oh, cut, let's I've break cut it out. Let's break like it out. Let's see what vintage here. does. Yeah. Let's break it out. Let's break it out. See Susan, what we've established Susan's already on doing, a, doing verticals on the podcast that unless it's a uh, double shot, double black, as the beers age beyond a year, they just... The the lots of good shit. sweet flavors just drop out, and especially if it's like a double vanilla, stay the way the fuck away from anything that's vanilla, high vanilla, um, over eighteen months cellaring because that just oh, yeah. turns turns the worst year. Flavors go away, yeah. but if you have really well made beers like Sierra Nevada Bigfoot's a great example. That mm-hmm. barley wine, uh, it won't die. No, like literally, right. you can drink no, it. They've, they've changed it that. It changes, oh. but it doesn't. Die. But yeah. It, we've it's done beautiful ten years old. We've yeah. done verticals with like from the first years and talked them through. And that was with Andrew Carr from Beer People. Uh, no, that, I wasn't with on that one. Pod. I oh, think you, you guys did that one, yep. but I've I've done that with like uh, another group of friends, uh. not on a podcast, just to sit and drink. Mm-hmm. But some of the oldest ones, 10, 15 years, and they are wonderful. Fifteen year old beer, non non. Uh, Adjuncted though, right? Correct. Yeah, this was no. This was this was this was. I think the old mill was old mill. It was narwhal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, narwhal. Old mill. Yeah. Oh, it was. And just the year to year to year on that with aging is just doing verticals, four year verticals at a time. It's just amazing. You know, that's just it's an older way of thinking with wine. Um, and sort of with beer too, but it's the the idea that things need to age with wine used to be a lot more common. A lot more wineries now release stuff that they think is ready to drink early, which is great. But what you lose with that is there are flavors that can only develop through aging. As you kind of see with that 10-year, all that complexity is oh, because yeah. it ages, and it's going to be a different kind of complexity, but you're going to get... The, the, the fruit in here right now is so ripe and fresh and full, and as this ages, it's going to turn to more like dried fruit notes, but still keep some of those fresh. So you're basically just going to multiply all those flavors. So, uh, Evan, 
at Bridgeview. Ethan. Ethan. Oh, I'm sorry, Eric. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ernie. 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 Ernie, I'm sorry. Um, at, at Bridgeview, do you guys have a cellaring area where you have really old, but you know are in their prime wines? We don't. Um, okay. It's it, We don't have the facilities to store them perfectly. Okay. Uh, what you really want is cellar temp. So, like, honestly, if you have a basement that's not um, too warm, that's actually just about right. What would you say uh, temp ranges are? Humidity 55 levels. degrees. Yeah, 55 is ideal, but, you, you know... and. It varies. It depends how the longer you're going to age, age it, the more you want it in that. Um, you can also get like f- aging fridges that you can set to different temperature zones mm-hmm. for wine, um, and those work really well for that. So we do sometimes, however, get library releases from wineries of older wine. Last oh. Christmas we got a 1990 Cahors, which is a French Malbec, and that was gorgeous at that age. Um, but we also. I aggressively shop warehouse closeout. So we occasionally, I know I have like a 2005 Cote Roti, which is a Syrah-based wine from northern France in that's on sale, honestly, for like, it's it's cheaper than it was. It's an expensive wine, but that's cellar to its perfect point. How much? I believe it is about 75 but I think it's a $100 bottle originally. Hmm. Which is also the price for these ports. Um, not, not to plug my store too hard, but just like for information, uh, vintage ports, I mean, a, a, a $50 one would be an incredibly inexpensive one. I've got these guys, I've got a 15, 16, 17 of this one that I managed to bring in just a couple bottles of each, uh, 75 bucks, but the full price from the distributor was a hundred. Oh, wow. so yep, it's a little yep. bit of discount yep. cause so it pushes a lot of good wine. Can we, if, if we come across a wine, let's say out in our adventures in the world, and say, I want a 15-year port, how how easy is that or difficult is that for Bridgeview to say and do a special order for somebody, or, or is it a case minimum? Or We can definitely do special orders with that stuff. It really does depend on the wine as to whether distributors have cellared it. Ports are more likely because of the nature of aging them. I think I can still get stuff going back at least to the 70s wow. Uh, wow. with port vintages. We used to have like some 1988 on the shelf. I think I can get 79, 79 or 78 I think was a good vintage. So there's still some of that floating around. Um, it's not cheap. There's usually a premium. Um, there's some other wines like uh, even table wines, Riojas, Bordeaux, things that are meant to age that you can find if you special order. I know we used to be able to get Madeiras that were over 100 years old. Jesus. Wow. But you have to be willing to uh, spend uh, four digits on that if you're going to get a bottle. And that's on like, your side. Your, yeah, your, I can your special order that. Yep. That's like that $47.35, those four digits, something like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know they had a... Uh, it was. It, Part of it was this distributor probably had too much in their cellars and they actually put some stuff out. They're like, we need to move it. But they had some Madeira that was legitimately 1888, I think, was the oldest. Jesus. And it would probably be about 1500 at retail price. That's wow. craziness. Wow. That's Madeiras never die, though. It's the only wine that it, it can't it, – everything's been done to it to age, so it never can go bad, basically. Is there a certain uh, age limit that you would put on, like, Cabernets, like – it it entirely goes wine to wine. Yeah. Um, but higher tannin, higher acid, uh, 
higher sugar are all things that preserve wine and make them age better. Um, there are Rieslings that can age for like a hundred years. So how do you know, just as a general person, like if I I go to the Penny Wine Sale or something, mm-hmm. and I buy forty bottles of Jordan. Sure. You know, is that how do you how do you know which bottle you're picking up if it if it's something that can be or will age well? Uh, research is good. Check with the it, often they'll kind of be some hints online if you search through places like Cellar uh, Tracker is a good one because you'll get reviews from people who have opened things that have aged. Okay. Um, you're generally better off higher quality producers. More the more expensive it is, the more likely it is to be able to age well because they've probably put more work into it. You don't want to buy a $6 bottle of wine and be like, oh man, in 15 years, you know this son of a bitch is going to be worth $9. People do that well, with bourbon though when their kids are born. They buy it, something. I, I will say, I have picked up some, and I go to Happy Harry's Penny Cell, and I have for many years, and I've picked up some, I would say 10 so they were twenty dollar bottles of wine mm-hmm. for ten bucks, yeah. and they Unless sat you go there, the, my cooler for fifteen years, and I've opened them and they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I'm not buying them to resell. I'm not buying them. Right. I'm buying them to. Well, mostly it's like I put them in there, share them, and ah, crap, oh, I forgot this. Oh crap, I got this twenty, and they turn out to be phenomenal. So yeah. It's it, it's not com- a strict price game, but you're more. It's basically increasing the likelihood that it'll work. Right. Um, high quality wineries who produce good stuff. It's not going to be a problem. But if you go for, you know, more commercial brands that are using more additives, yeah. that stuff doesn't age. So if if it's a really heavily manipulated wine with lots of powdered acid and dyes and and enzymes, it's less likely to age. But you can't well, look at the bottle and, and nope. read those words. And be wine like, oh, labeling laws, not right. very good. Yeah. No. And, and 20, 20 years ago, a what you could have gotten as a $20 bottle of wine for mm-hmm. 10 bucks. It's more expensive it's more, now. Yeah. Now you're going to get a $40 bo- bottle of wine for 20 bucks. Or, yeah. you know, so if you're buying under that, it's probably not as good a wine. Well, okay. It's good wine, but it's not. It maybe is not made to age. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of good wines, what do you guys think about this one? Who wants to start us (laughs) now for a rating? Zero through five. I'll go ahead and start. Sorry, we had a great discussion. No, I'm not. (laughs) Did I say anything bad about it? I'm just trying to see you on. You're pushing me, man. Pushing, pushing. Evan, go ahead. What do you got? I think this is it's it's lovely. It's opulent. It's rich. It's cool to finally get to taste a vintage. I think I can taste that this has potential. There's some peakiness to it, some things that I I think are a little out of joint right now. So as it's drinking right now, I would give this a uh, 4.25. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a 4.0. Uh, it's got potential. You know what? It's the first one, and it could be the fact that I have been drinking all day, but it's the first one that I drank everything and started, <laughs> started on a Nexus, so I'm, I'm still going to give that a 4.5. It's really good. Yeah, it's good, and uh, I... I I, I really just want to. I wish there was a way to accelerate the aging process. Well, okay, there, <laughs> there, there is, is a way. A, oh, there's a way. By drinking, Ooh, go no. to sleep for a while. Uh, there is actually a weird thing that you could try, which is pop it in a blender. What? Aerate it. Aerate it. That's a scent. Most of aging is oxidation. So uh, I've had people try this and tell me it worked on like some really tight, high tannic wines. Don't. Yeah. Don't do hmm. the. They they make a little aerator you can pour it through. 
that might be a little more subtle than yeah. blender. But the uh, I, I've talked to some real wine people who they had like a Napa Petite Syrah that was way too tight, way too much tannin, tossed it in a blender, and apparently it came out drinking great. Would a, would a coffee whisk... A little push button whisk things <laughs> work. Oh yeah, the the you know yeah, the, the, the frother, would, honestly, the frother yeah, for the for the cheap person. Well, I'm a cheap bastard, and I'm like that. <laughs> it's like, not as complex as So shake the bottle. Don't don't <laughs> no, air this. But I got one of get that much because you're not moving new air into it. Oh fuck me. Yeah, yeah, that okay. little whisker thing. That but the whisker. Yeah. Well, even a hand whisker in a bowl. Yeah. All right, Chris, what do you got? It's going to be the only reason I buy a magic bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all of your magic yeah. bullet containers stained purple? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wineager by nature. No. <laughs> um, I, I, I like where this is going. Four, uh, I'll give this a four. All right, Don, you last guy. I am with Susan on this one. I I poured a second on this one, and I'm I'm going with the four point two five. I this is the only vintage port I've ever had, and it's delicious. I want to hope that there is room for improvement, but if there's not, this is damn good. Still good. Yeah, yeah it's Absolutely. still damn good. All right, and the average for the Quinta de la Rosa vintage port, Porto from 2015. Is four point two good? So end of the day, is that ten year though? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, was, that yeah. was definitely that was that was, that was a there. fucking banger. In last place at three point eight five was the Port Tawny. Tied for third place is the uh, Ruby and the Quinta de la Rosa. Can you can vintage. you back up real quick? I'm sorry. Can you tell us which order we had them in? <laughs> yes. Uh, in second place, the, the Bronco White at 4.6. And at top place, the uh, Quinta Sierra 10-year Tawny was 4.8. So we had the the Bronco, followed by the Port Tawny, followed by the Port Ruby, followed by the 10-year, followed by the Quinta de la Rosa. Uh, English on this next translation, please. I have no idea what you just we said. Did. So we the, went white. The, fir- the first one took second. The yep. second one took third. Last. Uh, tied last. for last. No, it was last. was last. Okay. The third and the fourth, the third one and the and last the one, one tied for- were tied for second. middle, and then the fourth one was the first. I, first. Tried, I tried to keep the corks in order Jesus for asshole. some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the reason except to maybe put them back in, but <laughs> I Had I, I had did. five good glasses, I Oh, I would not have order. been able to have five Wouldn't good be a glasses. problem. I know. Next oh. time, Evan, bring two cases. <laughs> <laughs> and a DD. All right, it's all well, your fault. Guys, we have uh, like a half a bottle left, if not a little bit more, of this 10-year. Oh, uh, uh, pass So over. let's pass that shit around as we celebrate uh, today's winner. What's this one? Uh, with been... the 4.8 out of 5. Damn, that's a good score. It honestly keeps developing as it warms up, too, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Can you show me your glass so I know which one I'm pouring this into? <laughs> Oh, it's, it's this one. I'm, right. I'm still sober enough to know which glass is which. I know, but I had three of them, and I didn't know which was coming out of which one. Oh, no. All right, you guys, got any th- final thoughts about port wines? Uh, I am pleasantly yeah, surprised with port wines. Yeah, I, I, I am. I am hundred percent mind mind blown and buzzed. Uh, yeah, no, this is this is a very good. I I thank you for inviting me on this one. This one's a fun one. This, yeah. You know what? Ta- ports have been my right in there with because 
Like a guilty pleasure? Me, no, they give me similarities to Mead, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. my obvious first love. Of course. Um, but yeah, all those flavors are the same thing that I found in aged meads that I love. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just sad that you guys are just now finding this out. <laughs> um, but you're happy because we have. Now. Yes, I am excited that you have. Uh, these. This was a phenomenal Seriously, <sighs> good man. bottle share episode. Good bottle share. Thank you. And oh man, I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited to do this too. I'd never uh, dove into ports, and and I was really excited that Sean was going to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he bowed out, I was like, maybe I won't even go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, but I I knew that uh, you know. We have some really smart people on today that we're going to be able to teach us a lot about yeah. ports, and I've been excited, and it did not disappoint. So thank you guys for uh, sharing sharing the the, the ports and uh, your knowledge, and uh, yeah, it was a great fucking time. Oh yeah, yeah. Evan. Yeah, I'm actually excited. We have some some converts to port because uh, I I love dessert wines. I think people associate sweet wine with simple wine. Probably yeah. said this before on this podcast, but it's a it's a, it, people associate sweet wine with Moscato, yep. right? With simple, sweet, sugary, tastes like soda, and dessert <laughs> it's wines. <the> sweet one. <laughs> no. Dessert wines are so different. They're so much more complex. They're so much more balanced. You can have sugar, but you can also have acid and tannin. Right. Okay. And port showcases that tremendously. So it was really uh, fun to get to share this. Oh. So oh. And, uh, oh, that is sweet. I, oh yeah. You know what? And not to showcase my meadery or anything, mm-hmm. but I get that same thing with people coming in trying meads. They come in and, what do you have like a Merlot? Uh, no, nothing. we're not. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we're not wine. Do you we're have mead. Any we're honey. What, we're, what do you have that's like a I stout? Mean, it's like, it's, you fucking it's talking those about? people that would have come into a pork place and say, what do you have like a Merlot? Nothing. We make port. Yes. You know? Um, it's, yeah, trying to explain to people how different alcohols can be. And the base of all these alcohols makes a difference. How they're aged, how they're, uh, it's just like. Well, the education of people uh, is yeah. is very hard when, they've, when they have vim- limited exposure to things. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even in my sense, I would never have gone to a liquor store before today and been like, hey, I have family coming over. We're going to have a great Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's coming up, be like, I need a port. I never would never would have thought. Now that. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of yeah, course. Absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna go and sit. So have port. I'm I'm wondering about glassware on this. Mm-hmm. So around the house with the family after after Christmas dinner or or you know the the holiday season. Nothing what kind like of glassware this. are we looking at to drink out of this? I would I would go with your nice wine glasses. Honestly, like mm-hmm. the copitas are traditional. I don't care. Get a good wine glass. Wine Do you want it that open, big open mouth on this? So here's yeah. what a copita right. looks like. Or even like, the smaller. So you if you have even smaller is fine, but enough room to swirl. Swirl and that kind of classic oh. shape. I mean, like I got he the, said, a shrunk down wine glass. So or a lot of uh, wine glass. Like a lot I of today. a lot of whiskey drinkers actually use copitas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they're I, stemmed. I've got a whiskey glass that's shorter than this. It doesn't have the it doesn't have the base, and so yeah, that one you can swirl in mm-hmm. also. 
that would work good also. So it looks like a, just a small so wine glass. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. If you can swirl, you can get the aromas. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. So anybody, anybody Not out there listening to this taiku. doesn't need yeah. to get a very specific glass for no. this style. A, a good open, what I would look at as a white wine glass. Yeah, a good yeah. round, like a, a white or a red wine glass is going to yeah. work just fine. Okay. I also Not recommend champagne those for champagne. Foods. No. Like, seriously, drink your champagne oh. out of a wine glass, not a flute. It's so much better. It is. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would agree there. Same thing. Aromas. Flute doesn't allow you to concentrate aromas. I drink champagne out of a, a regular wine glass like this, a, a, a solid-shaped wine glass. I drink mine out of an orange juice glass. Well, if you're going to... if you're gonna, <laughs> I sometimes if you're going to jump, by it. dump your champagne when in with orange juice, then the flutes are good. Yeah, that's fine for a mimosa because it's a pretty... Yep. It, it, it looks pretty. It, flutes look pretty. That's the entire point of the flute, yeah. is right. for the bubbles to so cling to So you can see it. the bubbles go straight and, yeah. and when you add the orange juice and everything, it kind of dulls the aromas anyway. So, yeah, that, they're kind of fun. When I was uh, locked away for COVID, I, I spent 10 straight days in my bar. And he thought, this is going to be great. I was so Ooh. bored, but three of those days I woke up and drank mimosas by the bottle. Like, <laughs> I had three bottles of uh, of champagne because I thought we were going to celebrate some stuff, and then nobody wanted champagne, so I had three that bottles went. sitting in the basement. Yeah. That was a fun drum. Was it, yeah. was it Andre Brute? Uh, no. Oh. It was, <laughs> I forget what it's called. I think it's like $13 a bottle Corbett? Out, at, uh, Corbell? out at Bridgeview. No, we don't carry Corbell. Thirteen dollars. Uh, it, is it one of the Cava's, like the Torre Oria Cava's, or the Terra de Marca Prosecco? It was not Prosecco. My but it was in Prosecco. that. It was in the ten to thirteen dollar range. Nice. Oh, yeah, probably I one of the Cava's. Jamais Sarah, that Cava. Perhaps we recommend that for mimosas all the time. Okay. Well, then that's probably what it was. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, hey Evan. Besides our ad reads, do you have anything to promote for Bridge View Liquors or you personally? Hey, uh, Has keep, your wife got a project that you need, need to uh, <laughs> uh, you know, express or something? Or? Keep checking out our Facebook and Instagram. That's where you'll find all our updates about classes, products. Uh, I try to you know post on there at least once or twice a week. So and your beer some... posts are on point. Like, oh, look at what we got. And it's yeah. like a fucking table and a half stacked high to the woods of new beer. It's great. So I try to keep those pretty updated. Uh, yeah, check out our classes. We've got some fun ones coming up in January. We're going to keep rolling with those throughout the year and uh, come stop by sometime. Uh, so what would you, as a tasting or a night a night of drinking, um, what's the price on something like that? Date night? Or uh, oh, for our classes, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're Saturdays at one p.m. Uh, tickets are usually twenty five dollars a seat. Uh, it's an hour to hour and a half long class, usually with a minimum of six samples. Okay, oh. and um, phenomenal, and um, they're pretty decent pours as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, do you get, do you get they, like a full will, class? Well, what I'm saying, if it's a full class, yeah, taught by a, if an you're expert. not uh, a seasoned drinker. You may want to cab there. Yeah, or <laughs> find, it, it is or a ride. driver. Yeah. We find try to dropped be, off and cab home. We try to be reasonable with our pours, and you obviously don't oh. have to drink everything. Um, but you're it talking is a good idea. to go to Minnesota. Yeah. Yes, we do. Okay, right. it's a, it's a good idea to either have a ride or a cab or plan to take an hour long walk a- afterwards. In the summer, I have a lot of people who will go. There's a pond behind the store, like yeah. with geese, and people will just go walk there. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Just relax. Yeah. 
But it 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 is. I mean, it's you you get a phenomenal education, you get a phenomenal tasting. Yeah. And yeah, and it's very fun. And the people that do the tasting are like, very educational. Like that rum tasting we did, what would we have? Six uh, rums or six seven rums. rums? And so like for twenty five bucks, I mean none of the rums was uh, less than uh, maybe a forty dollar bottle for the right. least expensive one. So it's good pours and they're they're uh they're not just like tasters, right? There's yeah. there's enough in them. Well uh, so you can go back and revisit a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you can get drunk there. Um so, so just, be, just be safe and plan uh, ahead. Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm plan saying. Plan ahead. How about you, Susan? Uh, uh, anything coming up with Pre-Rose Meadery? Anything like that? Um, um, yeah. What do you want to promote? Well, we we love our customers, mm-hmm. and please come in and try our meads. Uh, meads are kind of like ports in some way. You're not expecting it to be like a wine. Um, it's a mead. We're, we're honey-based, and... We're different and we're yummy. Um, <laughs> you, got, you, got a new, you got a new release coming up pretty soon, or um, well, eventually, what, what was your latest released? Our latest releases are, um, which I brought tonight to mm-hmm. share with people, uh, is our honey mojito. Oh which yes, is, I can't wait. It's a lime and mint. Um, seriously, which I understand it's winter. But seriously, good over the rocks. Um, It's lime and mint. Uh, If you come up, um, it it was actually mint, and our licensing didn't work to get it out for the Kentucky Derby, but it was a mint for that. Mm -hmm. It is so friggin' good. Nice. Um, Where yeah. are, you, are you? Are you? Is your goal for this coming? Well, yeah, we'll make, out now. We'll make more by then if it's. No, I mean yeah. for the Kentucky Derby. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge yeah. Kentucky Derby fan. It I, is I so good. Mojitos. If you like mojitos, yes, um, it is so good. Um, this summer, I drank it. We had a friggin' hot summer. Yeah, we did. And yeah, we did. the middle of the really hot, this honey mojito was so good over the rocks. It's just lime and mint and over the rocks. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Super refreshed. I don't right. even know how to express it. It's just it's, like, well, oh, you know, fuck, we're, that's we, good. we may have to have everybody who listens stop over at what hours at your place? We it's, are open uh, from 5 to 10, uh, Thursday, Friday evenings, Saturday, uh, 11 till 10 p.m. and Sundays noon to 6. And you're at 3101 39th Street South in Suite yep. E in Fargo, North Dakota. And your yep. phone number uh, is 701 371 3690. The website is don't believe everything on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Susan, I, my, where I work now is right around the corner from your guys' place, <gasps> but we get off at 4 o'clock. Okay, call me and I will meet you there at four. Okay, so if we have some sort of a business, yeah, like if a quick, I have, quick little business thing with our guys, and they want to come in early, they want to come in different hours, they want to come in other evenings. We we can generally accommodate. accommodate. I love it. I love it. We love our customers. Yeah, we're we, we're right around. We that, want to keep our customers happy. On twenty third. I'm at site one right around the corner over there. So I know right where you're at. I've been yeah. like chomping at the bit with yeah. the guys, but we get off at four o'clock and 
No, I've never. I, I haven't will, seen a good hour for us to get over there. Well, but I'll call, call you. I'll go. I will. I will, Susan. It's like I I work another job, but I have a lot of vacation hours. So okay, um, sweet. Let me know. I'll come in. My husband drives school bus, so he can't be there till five. That's where our hours come in. And but no, I we love Bob. can we can accommodate. Whoever wants to come in and happy to accommodate you. Um, Excellent. Thank How about you. you, Don? What do you got to promote? You know, I am. Um, uh, Your TikTok, I, right? I have, the TikTok? Well, no, actually, I've, I've stepped away just watching TikTok, not doing so much of the TikToks. It's. Uh, Fucking it, tedious, isn't it? It is. It gets to be a lot to try and not promote anything but myself. And I don't give a shit about myself when it comes to promoting. So. It's it's very hard to do. I love watching it. I love doing it. I have great ideas. But uh, what do you want to promote then? If you want to promote yourself, you know, I have really switched my life around when it comes to things, and I'm big now with my job. I'm doing agronomics and working with golf courses. Nice. Um, and so a passion of mine's always been golf, and I now get to work with golf course superintendents to make their golf courses better. Um, not Put much a I can, tree there. Not much I can put some from, sand over no, there. No, it's more of the. It's more of the <laughs> of uh, what kind of grass do you want to grow? How do you want to grow it better? And how do you want to make this? Uh, I got a I got a chance to golf at some of the most prestigious places in the Upper Midwest in the last year and a half, and I I, I love my job. I love whatever I would do, but um, I I don't do a lot with beer and wine and drinking mm-hmm. except for. When you're on the golf course, well, well, well it's it's now <laughs> like it's, it's it's really now more of a it's gone back to that original like uh, hobby uh, love. It's it's a hobby now of of doing this. It's not a it's not my business anymore. It's it's now just now I can go back and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pick apart things anymore, and I I love what I'm doing, and and it's been great. Excellent. I love promoting, but I love promoting like the small businesses and and, and alcohol industry. Some, all, sometimes though, that is nice to yeah. just be able to drink a beverage and, and not enjoy think about it. it. Yeah, you don't think about it; you just enjoy it. I'm very not much familiar so, with this. I'm very, I'm very much so now in a blue collar job. Yeah, I'm not and familiar so I'm, with that I'm, concept either. I'm with people who are very confused by my choices when we go out for a business dinner. And they're all drinking Coke and Diet Coke and water and whatnot. And I'm like, I'm gonna have a, a Sam Adams, or I'm gonna I'm gonna go and have a Blue Moon. And they all give me shit because they're like, Why do you do that? And I'm like, Because that's because I enjoy a beer. I can yep. enjoy. I'm not drinking ten Bush Lights because I need to get drunk. I right. want I want to enjoy want, a beer. I want the and flavor. I, love it. Oh, I want to taste the flavors of no, this motherfucking no. and, and, and I said, I, I, if I'm going out, if we're gonna go out drinking. Yep. This is going to be a different story. I'm going out for a meal with bosses and corporate and things like this, and I'm I just want a beer but to enjoy. By my guess is, <clears throat> if you're going out with bosses and corporate, they aren't drinking beer. They're drinking whiskey. They're drinking. They're drinking other yeah higher alcohol yep. Yep. mixed drinks, and so it's like if you're going out as the average person, you're drinking. Beer, you're drinking wine, you're drinking seltzer, you're drinking. And so when you drink at that point, if you're drinking the local beers, the local something with a little more flavor, that makes more sense. Yeah, and, and I've been doing the, I've, I've been with this group for over a year and a half, and they all what know. What group is that? Uh, it's Site One Landscape Supply. Okay. So nice. we don't do landscaping, we supply the landscapers. So okay. whoever's out there has landscaping done or 
yard irrigation or or somebody even coming up mowing mow their lawn, I work with those guys. So you get to so then you get to order these beverages and then start telling people why. Which this is, is why which is good. which is nice because a lot of times our corporate dinners I don't pay for. Yeah, there you go. And they, when they say, "Well, you order whatever you want," it's it's steak and ribs and lobster, and and then and now I get to pair what I what I normally what I what I normally possible. would want is like a burger under my salary is a burger and a porter a, a, a nice IPA. Oh, okay. With these guys, this is steak. What's going on with steak? What can I have? What do they have on the what list? Kind of steak? Steak? What oh, kind of steak? What kind of food? A uh, pork you know, would fit in yeah, well absolutely. with this. What kind of wine do I want to go with this? This is this is. Do now, I want wine? Do I want yeah, whiskey? Do I want beer? Uh, it is you much, order an old Fitzgerald uh, as a whiskey sour just to be an asshole. <laughs> 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 Birthday bourbon though. Yeah, but it, I mean, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Is it's just now oh. I've learned so much mm-hmm. with doing this I can actually go and be a little more sophisticated, sophisticated. after being and working with you guys and you can school your your competitors and you and these and these guys help, are very impressed with it you can help yeah. the other people yep. know yep that's, and and get some shit cool. for it because I'm the snob. Well, <laughs> you know what? Just gotta it's live with that. They, they all know my background. They all I know have, my background. I have been the friggin' snob for yep. f- thirty years. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I just get. I mean, you're there. a level three grandmaster. I mean, for snob. Yeah. You know what? That's <laughs> not a level that's, four that's not a snob. That's yeah. just somebody who I, knows. I don't care if they consider me a snob. My husband considers me a snob. It's like no. No, I've I, done. So, I've tasted so I much. Can, I know what I fucking I like. I can. Yeah. I can go to the event where I am drinking uh, tomato juice and beer. Yeah. But I can also go to the event that's drinking classic, you know, very good wines and uh, high liquor alcohol and appreciate it and appreciate it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and drink it I correctly. Actually, <laughs> I actually don't. Appreciate the beer and tomato juice because I do. I friggin' hate tomato juice. <laughs> but see, I mean, I could get down. I can with go it. there and I can I can associate with the people there, yep. and mm-hmm. I love the people there. I mean, I it's get down not, with the Coors Banquet. It's not that I yeah. consider anybody anywhere because people are phenomenal everywhere. Yeah. Yep. And what they, but it it's just my palate sends to me to. You know, the little bit better whiskeys because I've I've tried them. I've tried them. It's like, and I know what the difference. And at that point, it's hard not to to, to tell other people about. Well, about them you too, don't want to tell them. them. You don't tell them the or teach oh, them. You, you don't. But this is what I like. But if they want <laughs> to learn, if you want to learn, I'm it, happy I'll, I'll, yeah. to join you in it. Yeah, um, excellent. And so, yeah, it's just. It's an interesting phenomenal because I live in the It's a good hobby to have. knowledge yeah. knowledge <laughs> versus the It's a good it's a good pull out of I the back pocket. I don't want to call with... the other end. Uh, it's like Well, less, some people just less don't less educated, less yeah. uh less experience. Less, but 
right? But they just don't have the experience. The hometown in. The hometown right. in. The fun yeah. thing is, most people want to learn about alcohol when you mm-hmm. talk about it. I That's find, why I even though this podcast. I could, I could stray into the snobby pretty easily, as is well, fairly obvious from my monologues on this show sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't consider myself. I can drink a Miller Lite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not. <clears throat> it's not about that. But what I, what I find that's good about alcohol, it's kind of it brings people together. It's that conviviality, that yeah, spirit. And but, when you're you're like, actually, I, I know something about this. Do you want to learn it? A lot of people are like, yeah, yeah actually, I enjoy drinking. To, I want to learn. Yeah. And so I want to drink. But on the uh, the everyday average, someone wants to drink the well, and some of it is cost. A lot um, of it. A lot of it around this area too is like Bush Light and. Jack Daniels, you know, right? Yeah. As and far as your beers and your whiskeys. And that's what they're used to. Yep. When I first started uh, my new job, um, another guy that I kind of, we don't share an office, but we have a sliding window so we can talk to each other. Yeah. And uh, one day at the end of the day, you know, we're getting ready to go home. He's got a little cooler under his desk and he had bush lights under there. He's like, you want one? I went, no. Well, I would have said <laughs> but, yeah. Well, sure. I said no because I just had stopped at the liquor store on a, my lunch break just to see what was out there. And there happened to be, uh, I think it was Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. I went, no, I'd rather have this. <laughs> <You don't laughs> and so it happened to be sitting in my, uh, in my, in my desk. Yeah. And uh, I was going to take it home. I didn't want it to freeze. It was cold out. So mm. I like, we brought it in. I mean, it won't freeze, but I didn't want it to get overly cold. Yeah. So anyway. He goes, well, what's that? I went, it's it's bourbon. I I like Jack Daniels. I'm like, yeah. Man, you can pass on like, this one. I was like, would you like to to try this instead? And so uh, we had just the little Pepsi cups, sure, with the wax thing where 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 fifty seven percent alcohol. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof was try, trying trying to, to melt the wax. Get me out of this fucking glass. <laughs> Right? It's starting to fall apart. And I I had them try that. They're like, fuck. They're like, this is hot. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm like, but just relax and like uh think Lots about it for a little bit. Flavors. Like when you smell it and, and, and it, I was like, just calm down and don't take it as a shot. Just chill. And like slowly do it. And we started talking about it. They're like, I don't know shit about, about stuff, but you said some good things. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so Listen now, to our podcast. So now my parts manager has cleaned out a little bit of space in one of his uh, oh, nice. cabinets. And we have three bottles of whiskey up there <laughs> and eight Glencairn glasses. And uh, every once in a while after work, we'll sit down and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about whiskey. Nice. I'm converting them. Excellent. And that's good. It, and, that's, and that's kind of the part is it's – I was a uh, – beer snob for a long time i mean I, I opened a brewery and closed a brewery and so learning about that but now it's if like susan said if somebody would come up and be like your only option is, oh. is is a is a bush light i didn't i'll take a beer i didn't turn down the bush light yeah, no. just to turn down the bush light no. it was because i prefer whiskey absolutely <laughs> and, I, but, but, and no. i happen to have some yeah but yeah you offered me a bush light i'm usually gonna say yeah yeah let's, let's do and, this and it's it's not a let's I don't really do bush light. It's no, I'm, I'm going to drink beer. I'm going to enjoy it. The the place where I'm at, and a lot of the guys that I work with now are very blue collared, and and some are recovering, and 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 things like that, where they've they've spent their they've spent their time drinking the wrong stuff for too long and too much, um, <laughs> as opposed to the right stuff for too long and too much, which I 
probably think it's what, us sometimes. <laughs> but what, what cracks me up is now like uh, this has really hit Ernie pretty hard. He rolls everything. Everything, even right. lockers. You know, so because he's an opener. Sit, oh, be, I was gonna ask that. So he'll be sitting here, uh, and we'll and he's just opening up his side beer. So it might just be a course banquet, and he's sitting there rolling it in like his hand, like it's got yeast in the <laughs> like bottom, it's got, yeah, yeah. I, like yeast or heavy fruited something or adjuncts. Yeah, I yeah. have found when someone hands me like. New food to try. I will smell it first, like yeah. a cookie. Oh, yeah. I'll be like, oh yeah. Wait a second. I don't. Then you swirl it. <laughs> swirl the cookie. <laughs> no. I I smell. I honestly smell everything first. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You smell it. You doing this taste has it. You yeah. Well, you roll it around in your mouth, and yeah. then you. But you eat enjoy it. life more. I feel like when you do I that, do. I like analyzing and understanding what's yeah. around. Well, me. I was watching Ratatouille with my kids. And in in Ratatouille, I don't know if anybody's watched Ratatouille. Oh, I love Ratatouille. Okay, where, they, where he's like, he's like, you have you have this flavor, and it goes pow, and you have this flavor, and it goes boom, and then you put the two together. And when you were talking about <sighs> having the the blue cheese with the with the port, mm-hmm. and it would be like boom, boom. and pow. that's what I was thinking in my head was was Ratatouille. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. That would be so much fun to have. Excellent. Well, hey, uh, Chris, anything to promote? Nope. Okay. Not at all. All right. We want to thank our sponsors uh, for supporting the show. We want to thank you listeners without whom this podcast You can go to Squiggly Giglio on TikTok. You motherfucker. How dare you interrupt my goddamn spiel? And my my girlfriend has me sleep talking. I love that one. I do have you on there. There you go. All right. We want to say thanks to our sponsors. And we want to thank you, our audience, without whom this podcast couldn't happen. And to you, we say, may, may your, your glasses, glasses be full and, and your spirits high. Cheers. This has been a Predicate Productions episode of Bruise, Booze, and Reviews. Follow us on all social medias at Bruise, Booze, and Reviews. Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. You, too, can support our show by supporting them. We have merch for sale and additional content available on Patreon. New content coming always because it's fun to come always. <laughs>